When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey, this is Kate, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm your host and the author of the book called How to Be a Better Person. If you really want to do something to help change a big issue, but your knees are knocking a little bit or a lot, I get it. The thought of attending a march or making calls to your fellow citizens or knocking on doors can be a little or a lot intimidating. As someone who has felt those fears and then done those things anyway, I can relate. And I can report that once you're in motion, those fears recede and it feels so good to be doing something for the common good. And today, I'm going to share three specific tricks I've learned since I first phone banked for a candidate in 2016 to make activism less scary and more fun. It's part of a week of episodes focusing on working to create the change you wish to see in the world. This is a topic I've covered a couple different times in the past. It's very important to me and near and dear to my heart. And in the wake of the school shooting in Texas and the mass shooting in a grocery store in Buffalo, I know a lot of people are feeling called to do something about gun violence. So these episodes are my way of contributing to the momentum that will help us create safer spaces for all Americans. Before I dive into my three strategies, I want to tell you about what first got me to get involved in a way that I never had before. It was in 2016 when then-presidential candidate Donald Trump publicly mocked a reporter with disabilities. I just couldn't believe it. I would never let my kids act that way because it was cruel and bullying and 100% not funny and not okay. And here was someone who was running to lead our country and represent us to the rest of the world doing it. It just flipped a switch in my mind. The Hollywood extra tapes where he bragged about how he would just grope whatever woman he wanted didn't help, but it was really that first incident that changed something in me. Once the primaries were over and the candidates were decided, I got involved in Hillary Clinton's campaign. I volunteered first to write postcards for her something that's helpful and also low stakes as you can do it at home while watching your favorite show. It was a good way to get started, but once I was comfortable with that, I stepped up to making calls, something I would have been way too scared to do if I didn't do it with friends. We all went over to my neighbor's house and sat in her living room and gave each other pep talks between calls. Those first few phone calls, my voice was definitely shaking. It was such a divisive election. But it only took about two phone calls for most of that fear to fade. Of course, that election didn't turn out the way that I had hoped, 
but at least I wasn't kicking myself that I should have done something about it. And after that experience, I've gotten involved in other local campaigns, even knocking on doors to canvas for candidates I believe in, which was also scary at first, but then quickly turned into something gratifying, even fun. I've had such interesting and rewarding experiences talking to my neighbors about the things they care about. And many of those candidates have won. So that's been awesome. But again, I clearly remember feeling intimidated, resistant, or even afraid to do something in the activism arena. So here are the three things that I've discovered really reduce the fear and the overwhelm factor. The first is to remember this mantra. Every little bit helps, and it's completely okay to start small. There will be times when there is a big rally or a bill being heard at the state house where they need people to show up or a phone banking party, and you either literally won't have the time or the energy, or it will just be a bridge too far for you in that moment. And that is okay. You don't have to make every event. But if you can't do the big thing, you can do the small thing. Maybe reach out to two friends and ask them if they can go in your place. Or go on social media and put out a call for donations or volunteers. Or chip in $10 or $20 or however much money you can spare to add your energy in a way that doesn't require you to show up. Every little thing you do adds up. I've got two more strategies, one for having more fun and one for not getting disturbed by the people who have different beliefs than you and your tiny assignment right after this quick break. Welcome back. The second game-changing thing I have to share with you is super important in terms of staying engaged and happy in your activism work, and that is to talk to your friends and family members and ask if anyone would like to join you. Doing anything with a buddy will help lift your spirits when they need lifting, make it more fun, and get you to keep showing up. It'll also help you have someone you can hand things off to when you need to take a break. There will be times when you would never make it to the important meeting, for example, if you couldn't catch a ride with a friend. Also, when you invite a friend or family member to join you, you deepen that relationship in a very beautiful way. You'll have war stories to share and a deeper bond. All that being said, if you feel like there's no one in your circle who shares your views, first, I'm sorry. That can be an isolating place to be. Honestly, it's all the more reason for you to get involved, though, because when you do, you're going to meet new people and form new relationships with like-minded people. Not everyone will become a best friend, but at the very least, your network will grow and you just might meet someone who is in your life and means a lot to you for a very long time. And my final strategy is to help you deal with coming face-to-face with people who see things very differently than you do. I mean, there's nothing like sitting in a committee room at the state house to testify in support of a bill that would raise the age for owning an automatic weapon with a bunch of gun extremists. In these moments, I find it incredibly useful to think like an anthropologist who has just discovered a new tribe of people living deep in the rainforest who have had no contact with the outside world. Meaning, instead of judging them or fearing them, you become very curious about them and observant. You're objective, just a witness. It keeps you present and curious instead of in fear. And one thing for sure, it'll get you out of your bubble 
And while that may not be comfortable, it is important to understand what life is like beyond your experience and point of view. Resist the urge to judge and just treat it like you're watching a fascinating documentary. Your tiny assignment is to do some thinking about what's been stopping you from getting involved. If it's time, go back and listen to last week's episodes. They're listed under the category Time Savvy, as they are all about finding ways to stop feeling like you never have enough time and to start making space for the things that matter to you. And if it's fear that's been holding you back, think about which of these strategies you're going to employ. Will you perhaps start by doing something really small, like signing up for a newsletter or following thought leaders on the topic on social media? Or will you ask around for a friend who's interested in joining you? Or will you adopt the stance of an anthropologist and help yourself stay observant but detached when you do get out there and do something? I hope you'll come back tomorrow because I'm sharing five ways to use social media to create change something you can do in your jammies from home that totally helps advance the causes you care about. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 